to all my imperfect parents out there listening. Welcome to episode four. We're in March now, if you're listening in March. This is the time of year when things are still a little bit meh from the winter. The winter doldrums are still setting in. People are starting to get a little bit bored with the monotony of this time of year's weather. At least if you're in the north of uh, United States, we're in New England and it certainly is a weird time of year. We have snow, we have mud, a little bit of warmth, a little bit of cold. Not really sure what's going on outside this time of year because it's always fluctuating. So what our activities are, are pretty limited. So winter doldrums, they are all around us. What are we going to do about them? Well, let me tell you, friend, just around the corner is spring when things are starting to awaken. So I want to encourage you to allow God to awaken you. Stay tuned for more. And don't forget to stay tuned for a parenting hack as well as a great and easy family recipe. This episode is sponsored by IzzyDrewLane.com. They're having a clearance sale right now. Everything is 60% off and that discount is taken automatically at checkout. So go on over to IzzyDrewLane.com and grab your favorite accessories that inspire today before they're all gone. It's winter school vacation week here in the Northeast and a lot of families take this time off to get away or relax from the hubbub of school and routine. Since I'm a homeschooler and used to my kids being around 24-7 and vice versa, the change doesn't really affect us. In fact, we don't often take this week off. We just do a little more relaxed school schedule so my kids can enjoy the company of the neighborhood public school kids. In years past, I would roll my eyes at everyone who was complaining on Facebook about how they were going to have to endure their kids being home all week. By the end of the week, they'd yearn for that bright yellow bus to come by and pick them up and take them away again. I bit my tongue, so to speak, each time because the homeschooler me wanted to make many snide comments. But that's not my style, nor is it productive or a good way to spread kindness. So I don't do that. But now that most of you have had to adapt to having them around you all week long, I wonder how it has affected the way you look at what this time of year usually brings. February vacation certainly looked different this year than any other year. I'm sure you're enjoying the respite from having to worry about whether they're getting on and engaging in their classroom Zoom times and making sure that they're actually staying on task in between. And for my teacher friends out there, I hope this week has brought you some rest. You deserve it and so much more. Parents, I hope that you are spoiling the heck out of these teachers this year because man, do they need it. Please, please send some encouragement their way. Help them to get through these winter doldrums that we're all going through. I have a lot of teacher friends who are just burnt out from the rigmarole that's going on this year. It's just a mess. I think we can all agree on that. My heart has really gone out to all the teachers. They've had to step up into such a different world overnight and find a way to reach the hearts of their students and keep them engaged through a computer screen. That in and of itself is a miracle when they can do that. 
it's amazing to me to see some of the approaches that some of my teacher friends have done to be able to engage their elementary school students, their high school students, their middle school students. I don't know how they do it, but they're my heroes. So I've seen some extremely creative approaches. One of my friends, she decided that uh, every time the kids got something right, she'd put a sticker on her face. I love that. I thought that was awesome. I'm like, right on. How simple. And they loved it. They thought that was so funny. Of course they did. They're fourth graders. It's amazing to me, the little things that really matter. But I've also heard their cries of frustration and defeat. Guys, they're burnt out. Don't forget, a lot of them have families of their own that they're also trying to take care of. Talk about multitasking. There are many people we can call heroes during this messy time. And teachers are absolutely at the top of my list. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're a teacher, know that you are being prayed for. You are. I've been praying for you. And if you are a teacher who has kids in a different school district than where you teach, whoo, I've been praying for you even more. Now that's a balancing act. I imagine a waiter trying to carry about 50 different kinds of dishes on his tray, on his nose, on his head, and not dropping one of them. That's how I picture how teachers are, are doing this time of year. So I really hope that this winter break has been a rest. I pray that as you go into the rest of the school year, or at least to the next break, that you're finding some peace. Folks, offer to pray for them. Ask them, how can I pray for you? What a gift that is to be able to say, hey, I'm with you. I'm on your side. We're in this together. Isn't that a saying right now that's been going on during this whole pandemic? We're in this together. Let's really mean it. Let's say it and let's really mean it. Let's be in this together. Let's pray together. Let's pray for each other. Does anyone else get the winter doldrums at this time of year besides me? My homeschool curriculum gets boring this time of year, <laughs> even though I've been doing it for almost eight years. I love my homeschool curriculum, but it gets boring at this time of year. It gets routine. It gets dull. The weather is unpredictable. We can't just freely go out on a whim to somewhere for a field trip anymore just to break up the monotony. And my house is just a perpetual mess that annoys me. Guys, it's mud season around here, so mopping is pretty darn pointless. And I just look at my floor and I think, oh, oh, I can't wait for summer just so my floor is not constantly muddy. February's the worst. And I know it's probably March when you're listening to this, but it's just at the tail end of February while I'm recording this. But really, the beginning of March and the end of February are pretty much the same, aren't they? So how are you breaking the monotony this time of year? How are you finding a little bit of sunshine in the cloudiness? Share with me on Facebook. I set up a Facebook page. So I hope you'll go on over and visit. Let me know. Give me some ideas. I would love to hear what you have to say because you know what? I could use some ideas. So bring it on, please. 
And even if you're not in New England or you're not in the northern part of the, New- the United States, please share with everybody so maybe we can get some inspiration from you. It, just like making a, a meal plan gets routine, gets boring. We all need a little extra ideas from each other, don't we? So let's band together and f- help each other out here. I'll be back after this parenting hack to continue on. We'll dig in deep and see how we can lift our spirits up during this time of year. Still not sure how to tackle all those daily chores around the house and get the kids to help? Try this. Assign each child either a room or a zone of their very own, but be sure to train them up and how to take care of that area. Give them daily chores, give them weekly chores, things that will help them to maintain that area. What a great confidence booster for them when they see what a beautiful, clean space they can keep. And that is your parenting hack for this week. Have fun. So what can we do to keep our spirits up, keep our attitudes positive this time of year? As always, I encourage you to spend some time reading the Bible each day. Find a passage that speaks to you. If you don't know what to read or where to start, find a good Bible study or devotional. You can buy paper books. You can buy digital. You can borrow books from your library. You can download apps. The first five app is a great one. And if you are a lady, Proverbs 31 has, well, actually the first five app is from Proverbs 31. I always forget that. But If Gathering has a wonderful app as well. So check those out if you want something virtual that you can carry around with you wherever you go. God will speak to your heart through whatever you're reading. I can read the same scripture passage a dozen times in a year, and each time God will reveal something different about him or me. Sometimes I see a simple word that suddenly stands out to me. For instance, I read John 3.16 last year, and the word so stood out to me. Two little words, so, for God so loved the world. God's not a waster of words, no. Each adjective, noun, verb, and even conjunction is on purpose. So the little word so wasn't an accident. He didn't just decide to put the word so in there, just, you know, like we use the word like or really, or even how we throw the words love and awesome around, like they're not really that meaningful. Those are very powerful words that we often misuse. Now, the word so, the two letters, well, they explain what extent he loves us. He so loved the world. So loved the world. He didn't just kind of, oh, yeah, all right. I love him. I made him. They're mine. I guess so. No. He incredibly, extensively, amazingly, infinitely loves the world. He so loves you. You are part of the world. He so loves you. Yeah, he so loves me. I, I'm so happy to have that. I'm so happy to know that. That's a fact. 
He wants you to know that it's not just a mild emotion. When I was a kid, I used to tell my mom that she had to love me because she was my mom. It was just automatic, right? Especially as kids, we just think, well, they have to love us. Doesn't matter. I'm sure many of you have either said or heard that before. God doesn't have to love us just because our, he's our daddy. Especially with the way that we're constantly disobeying and denying him. My goodness. If we treated our earthly parents the way we treat our heavenly father, I don't think they could handle it. I think they can barely handle it now. How do we feel as parents when our kids disobey us constantly? Especially if it's over the same issue. Or when they tell us no, they, they, they deny us. They, we offer to help and they say no, and then they just constantly struggle. Have you ever dealt with that? I'm sure you have. Have you ever watched your kids struggle and struggle and struggle, and you know that you can help them? And I realize that there are times when stepping in and helping them is not the best thing. Sometimes they have to just learn. I'm, I was always that kind of kid, and frankly, I'm kind of that kind of adult. I don't necessarily refuse help, but I certainly like to learn on my own by doing and failing and failing and then succeeding. But man, sometimes you know, you, you've got to get out of the house, right? So it's like, can I just tie your shoe for you? I Just let me help. We've got to go. <laughs> and they're just telling you, no, I've got this. But you know that, that they don't really have it. Not yet. They will, but not yet. So how can he still love us after centuries of misbehavior? Not even like 18 years in the house and then they leave and they go and become an adult. And then you watch them from afar, which I, I'm not there yet, but I can only imagine that that's got to be maybe even harder because you don't have any kind of control or say in their lives. But anyway, I digress. Centuries of misbehavior. So our ancestors, go back and read the Old Testament. This has been going on since the beginning of time or our time, earthly time. Well, because he made us, God made us to love us, right? And so we can love him. So of course he loves us because that's why we're here. We're here to love one another. We're here to love him and to let him love us. So where are you on a scale of meh to so in your love for him? Think about that. Do you love him because you're supposed to, because it's the right answer? Do you love him because the Bible says you should? Because it tells you, hey, he loved you first, so you should love him. Or do you so love him because he's your creator, your provider, your savior, your ambassador, your everything? Let's say that meh is one and so is five. So we're going on a scale of one to ten, one to five here. Go ahead over to the Facebook page and rate it. Let me know. No judgment, I promise. It's not my job, nor do I want that job. So go ahead if you're willing to share. Where are you at? We have to give each other a lot of grace here because everyone's walk with him is so different. So it wasn't that long ago, about five years ago, I probably would have put my love for him at about a two on that scale. And that's because I really didn't understand his love for me. The more I started listening and talking to him, 
and letting him into my heart, the more open my eyes became. Ephesians 1.18 is a prayer that Paul gives to open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. Reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. Psalm 119.18 says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Acts 26 verse 18 says to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Did you guys notice a theme there? In each one, their eyes are being, they're ask, being a, asking for God to open their eyes or for God to open someone's eyes. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean they were physically blind, right? They were spiritually blind. In Luke 24, Jesus decided to come down and walk with two men on their way to Emmaus. They were discussing his miracles and his crucifixion, but did not recognize them. They didn't recognize him because G he recognized them. <laughs> I got that backwards. I'm sorry. They didn't recognize him. Because Jesus hadn't opened their eyes to him yet. He was chatting with them. He was right there in front of them. As he broke bread later that day, verse 31 says, And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. Well, how amazing is that? You could be walking with him and talking with him and not even realize it's him. I'm and that's because that's what he's choosing. It's not your time. It's not the right situation. But when it is, you can be sure he'll open your eyes. Sometimes it's not about us doing the opening of our own eyes. God's going to reveal to us what he wants us to see as well. So ask him. Pause this podcast right now and ask God to open your eyes and your heart to more of his truth. If you're feeling lost, especially, I encourage you, seriously, pause this podcast. Take a moment. Take 30 seconds. God, help me. If you're not sure what to say, try saying this. Lord God, I feel blinded by what I don't know about you. I want to know you more, but I don't know how to do that. Please uncover my eyes so that I can see you. Please open my heart so that the Spirit can work in me and bring me the knowledge of your wisdom and love. Help me to see so that I can grow closer to you and remember that you have not abandoned or forsaken me. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and constant pursuit of my heart. Help me to see right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if that's too long of a prayer for you, that's okay. Try this. God, I want to see more. Open my eyes. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Short, sweet, to the point. God sees your heart. He knows you. He knows the desires of your heart and he has the timing down perfect. The more you see him, the more you learn about him, the more you get into his word, the more you're going to be able to 
partner with him in your parenting journey, the more you're going to see where he's working already in your kids' hearts, the more you're going to sense when he is working in your heart, you're going to see the differences, friends. Stay in the word. I really hope that you're finding time to get in there, whether it's the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, when kids are napping, maybe you're listening to something at, while you're making dinner, or before you go to bed. Take a few minutes. Enjoy some time with him. So I hope you took a moment to pray that prayer or your own prayer. I'll put that prayer in the show notes for you if you want to say it word by word. I know it was a bigger one. Pray it as many times as you need to. Write it down on a sticky note, a big one, and hang it by your mirror or on the wall across from your toilet and pray whenever you see it. You're going to be there a lot, right? May as well. God is faithful and he will bring you closer to him if you let him. During this cold and less colorful time of year, in this mess we're in, whether we're enjoying the time with our children or wishing for schools to reopen, let him in and know that you are not going through this alone. Who needs a good recipe to add to the repertoire this time of year? This is one that's great for making a head in a double batch or making for a potluck if you are getting together with friends at all this time of year. It's a recipe from, from sweetbabyrays.com and it's their sweet chili meatballs. Honestly, I just love the meatball recipe itself. Doesn't matter what sauce you plan to use. I actually use a different sauce and I've actually used like four or five different sauces. I've made my own meatball marinara. I've made my own sweet and sour sauce. I've done this recipe with um, Swedish meatballs. It's really versatile. So make a double batch, throw some in your freezer for later and enjoy a batch today. Happy meatballing. Thanks for listening today. Did you take time to pray that prayer and have God open your eyes and your heart further? Even if you are already very intimate with him, he can always open our eyes more. Let's continue that journey together, friends. Let's encourage one another in our parenting adventures. Let me know on a scale of one to five where you're at with your love for him. Head on over to Facebook and let me know how he's opening your eyes this week. Give us some ideas of how we can beat the winter doldrums. There's so much to share, so get on over to our Facebook page today. And also, before you leave, make sure you rate and review this podcast if you've enjoyed it. Please share it with other parents who need some encouragement. We could all use a little bit extra, can't we? And don't forget to drop a note of thanks to your teachers. They are our heroes, and they need our encouragement more than ever. Have a great week, friends. Thank you.